This is the Less Doing Podcast with your host, Ari Mysel. Learn how to optimize, automate, and outsource, and be more effective at everything. I'm Ari Mizell. We have the great pleasure of having Corbett Barr with us, who is the creator of the Expert Enough blog. Thanks for having. Thanks for coming on, Corbett. Yeah, Ari. Thanks for having me. Um, so why don't we just start real quick by telling everybody what Expert Enough is all about? So Expert Enough, the concept is basically uh, all about gaining new skills, and um, what we're talking about is a whole gamut of things. Um, if you think about it, people have all kinds of different goals. And so the concept of being expert enough is being expert enough to accomplish your goals, whether those are uh, very modest, like you just want to become better for personal enrichment, or if they're world-changing, potentially. Cool. Okay. And what uh, what personal expertise of yours kind of led you to create this blog? Well, actually, blogging would be the personal expertise of mine that led okay. me to create this blog. It's it's uh, interestingly enough, the blog itself is what I call a case study. So um, I created it basically as an experiment in blogging. We uh, over at my other blog, Think Traffic, we actually let people nominate topics, and then we selected from those topics and came up with the idea for Expert Enough because of the topics that people nominated. Uh, three of the top ten all were related to gaining new skills. For example. Um, someone nominated, you know, learning everything you can about something in 30 days. Somebody else nominated uh, how to become one of the world's greatest experts on a topic. And um, we chose the topic mostly because I have long considered myself a jack of all trades, basically the kind of person who really enjoys being a specialist. Uh, I'm sorry, being a generalist more than being a specialist. I, I tend to get uh, into topics and really love learning sort of on the Pareto principle. So I love to learn 80% of everything that you can learn about a topic in 20% of the time that it would take to become an, an overall expert, that sort of thing. Um, and so over the past uh, five or six years, I've taken up things like learning Spanish, learning how to sail, uh, surfing, blogging, all sorts of things like that. And uh, I sort of love the juggle of having different skills that I'm pursuing all at once. Well, okay, so that, that's perfect segue to my next question then. So what is your favorite expertise that you've picked up in this journey? Um, I'd say it's a, it's a tie at this point um, between two things. The first, just from a, a pleasure standpoint, is surfing. This is something that I've started doing over the past two and a half years. And um, really just in the past year, I've really focused on trying to get better and better at. And it's a... It's the kind of pursuit that I think uh, you know takes you a couple of weeks to learn and a lifetime to master, which is which is an awesome thing to try to learn. So, from a pleasure standpoint, surfing. Um, from a an overall personal enrichment standpoint, I'd have to say blogging because uh, my life has really changed over the past three years since becoming a blogger, and now I actually support myself full time. And uh, a lot of the strongest friendships and relationships that I built over the past three years started because I have a blog. That's, that's really fantastic. I mean, obviously, you know, dabbling into things enough to really understand them, yeah, I think is probably a really good way for people to find a passion that they probably didn't know about otherwise. Yeah, absolutely. And that's the thing. I think a lot of people um, get put off 
by the idea of learning new skills because they think that it takes such an investment of time and they also think that they'll never become good at something. But um, the fact is that the majority of people actually feel that way. The majority of people never bother because they think that learning something is going to be so incredibly difficult. But the fact is in a week or so, you can learn a hell of a lot about almost any topic and that will put you ahead of probably... 95% 95% of people on the planet who never bother putting that first week in. And then after that first week, you can sort of get a better sense for what this particular skill or knowledge or whatever it is that you're pursuing is all about. And then you can decide whether or not you really enjoy it like you thought you might. Yeah, so I, I'd love to see what your bucket list looks like. But um, is there what's like one or two skill sets that you just, they're, they're on that list that you just really cannot wait to attack? Um, that's, that's a great question. Uh, so one thing that I've been working on and, and this is, and this is sort of, this gets into the the personal struggle realm. I think learning new skills, um, is really a mental game that you have to play with yourself. It's all about motivation and we can talk about that. But basically, uh, I started a few years ago learning Spanish and I've, I, I got to the, the level, sort of the intermediate level um, or beginner intermediate level to where I'm just comfortable enough so I can get my point across, I can have light conversations, I can do what I need to do. Uh, for, for example, right now we're in Mexico. Um, and so I can do what I need to do while we're down here. But I also am comfortable enough that it keeps me from putting in the hard work that I know I need to do to get to the next level so that I can really actually have relationships with people. Because right now it's like very cursory, you know. So for me, one of the things that I'm excited about, and, and you know, there are, there's a whole gamut of, of level you know, that you can get to with any skill that you learn. And for me, what I really love to do is to get to the next level with Spanish, you know, get further along um, instead of picking up a new skill, maybe taking this one particular skill to the next level. And does that process maybe involve going to a Spanish-speaking country? <laughs> It, you know, it actually doesn't have to at all. I think it involves, for me, uh, what I've learned about learning Spanish is that one-on-one tutoring time is, is really the best way to learn. Um, and, uh, you know, there are, there are all kinds of different thoughts about learning methods and rapid skill acquisition and, and things like that. And uh, I think that, you know, for the majority of things, what you need is quality one-on-one time with immediate feedback from someone who already knows what you're trying to learn and uh, definitely that's the case with Spanish. Yeah, I, I couldn't agree more. I had a similar experience with French. Um, just a, a real quick question. Are you a speed reader? <laughs> Say that again? Do you, spe- do you know how to speed read? Speed read? Uh, no, not really. Have you picked that up? No, um, I've played around with it. There's a website called Read Fast that I've written about, which is readfa.st, and it'll take any article you're reading online and just show you like six words at a time and move along at a certain pace. It's it's kind of cool, but I just, you know, when you're trying to suck in all this information, it's just, it's one of those things that seems to come up a lot with people that they want to learn how to speed read. Um, what, uh, what is the hardest skill or expertise that you've tried to take on and maybe one that you, that you had to abandon? One that I've abandoned. Well, um, or just the hardest one. Yeah, the hardest one. Uh, for me, the hardest skills, I think, um, are probably probably the physical the the physical ones that are also that also involve a mental component something like surfing so um, you 
you know, where it's, it's not just about your ability to understand what you need to be doing, but it's also about your ability to get your mind into the right, you know, frame to actually take on those, those, those things, you know, because you, you know, every part of you says, okay, here's what I need to do. But when it comes time to pull the trigger, uh, there's just a fear aspect that you have to get over. And, uh, surfing is one of those things. Sailing is also one of those things because getting out in, uh, brutal conditions like ocean crossing conditions, um, that takes a bit of uh, bravery, I think, to to overcome the the fear. Okay, um, and now you know inherently expert enough is saying that you don't have to spend you know years of your life and dedicating and PhDs or whatever it might be to to get to that hundred percent level of uh, proficiency in something. So, is there some good way for people to know the difference between really being expert enough and just being like ADD and moving on to something else too soon? Yeah, that's that's a good question, and and really expert enough is meant to be a conversation because I think uh, that there are a lot of um, different viewpoints in terms of what constitutes being an expert, and um, we started the blog mostly to be a conversation about what does it take to become an expert, what is the nature of being an expert, and I I don't think that we're saying necessarily that there are shortcuts to becoming an expert. I think that. Um, there, you know, you talk about speed reading and things like that, and 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 maybe some of those things work. Personally, I I know that the only thing that that gains me expertise is dedication and hard work, and finding the motivation to put in that time and effort. And um, you know, of course, you can waste time practicing in a way that's inefficient. Uh, you know, you can waste time doing the same routine sort of practice over and over again, but. You know, practicing in a way that is deliberate and uh, sort of challenging to you. I don't know necessarily that there are shortcuts to becoming an expert, and I don't want to imply that uh, you know you can become an expert on some particular topic in a hundred hours. But you can definitely, like I said earlier, very few people are willing to put in the first hundred hours into any topic. And so, if you do that, you're going to find that you have useful, relevant, fun skills that the majority of other people don't ever bother to pick up. Yeah, I, and I, that to me is, is what makes it so cool, honestly. Um, there was one of your, your posts on your blog that I really, uh, well, that I thought was well done was the one about um, Malcolm Gladwell's 10,000-hour theory from Outliers. Um, and I know that you put it out there for, for people to comment on whether or not they thought that you know, the 10,000-hour rule applied. What, what was your kind of overall take from that? Because you just said you know, there are, you're not implying that there's actual shortcuts, but you know, is there some in between or do you, do you really, how do you feel about that? Well, um, a couple of things. I mean, again, <clears throat> it sort of depends on what your goal is, right? So if your goal is to become one of the best physicians ever, then that's a very mature arena that you're competing in. And so there are people who have put 10,000 or 20,000 hours into it. Um, if your goal isn't to become the world's best, then obviously you could put in some lesser amount and still have goals that'll be useful to you. But there are a whole lot of fields out there where um, people actually, the, the, the field hasn't existed for that long. So let's say, for example, you want to become an expert at blogging. Well, blogging is not that old of a field. So people who are considered experts at blogging may only have 2,000 or 4,000 hours in. They definitely don't have 10,000. And um, that becomes you know, more and more true for the, the newer that something is that you're trying to pursue. So 
if you want to become one of the world's greatest experts in any topic, look for a topic that's fairly new and sort of ride the early wave of that. And you can be at the cutting edge of that with very few hours. Sure. Okay. Um, so now I want to shift gears a little bit. So, I mean, I know that you are a busy person. You've got a lot of projects and a few blogs. Um, what about personal productivity for you? Like what, you know, are you particularly mobile? Are there tools that you find indispensable? Like what are your like top three productivity kind of tenets? It might uh, it might sound sort of weird, but um, I, I've actually been experimenting with uh, sort of living without goals and living without um, you know a, a giant to do list. So what I find is that my productivity is directly related to uh, two things. One is the clarity of my mind at the time, and the second thing is um, my motivation or interest level in a particular topic. So I know that. Um, you know, there are certain things, obviously, as far as work goes, that maybe I just have to do from time to time. But also, I've basically engineered my life over the past three years so that I'm working on things that I enjoy immensely. And I just find that if I focus on the things that really drive me, then my productivity is naturally so much higher. So I think there are two different approaches to productivity. One is you can say, oh, I have to do these things. How can I get better at these things? Or you can say, screw those things that I don't enjoy doing. Let's figure out what I actually enjoy doing because the natural productivity boost that comes from that, the, the, you know, the, the way that my brain just is open to actually learning and doing these things is so much higher. Um, but that's what I tend to focus on is just learning things that I'm actually interested in. That, I mean, that's, and that's wonderful. Engineering a lifestyle is what it's, what it's all about. Or engineering the lifestyle that you want is what it's all about. Um, okay, well, so yeah. just kind of one more question then is... Um, when, because I, I, obviously you have a lot of dialogue, and you, you know you get a lot of comments, and you're you're seeing conversations about expert enough. So, uh, if if you could, if you met somebody and you could tell them one expertise that they should kind of pursue to 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 get into it, because like for me, when I when someone wants to try something new, I usually recommend something having to do with fitness, like CrossFit, for instance, which I'm kind of obsessed with. Um, so, what is that like? What's that number one skill that you used to tell someone you have to try this? Is it surfing or is it something else? No, it wouldn't be surfing. Um, it, 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 it really depends on the particular person. Fitness ones are good, like I said, because of the sort of mental and physical challenge combination. I, I, I might do something. CrossFit doesn't really have a – it's hard to say, like, oh, that you're good at it. You know, it's, it's hard to sort of compare. Um, I'd say, you know, if, if, you, if there's some way to sort of measure your progress, I guess with CrossFit you could say, you know, how many ups you can do, that sort of thing. Um, for me, uh, I've taken on a bunch of fitness challenges over the past couple of years and have learned that you can't make progress. You just have to set your, your time horizon a little bit further out, right? Instead of expecting results in a week or something, uh, I've noticed that I've made a lot of physical progress over the past two years, but I had to set, you know, a longer time horizon. Um, learning a language is a great one. I think uh, learning a musical instrument is a great one. These are things that take a little bit longer, but if you sit down and focus and put you know, some dedicated time in over the course of two or three months, you, you'll be surprised at how much progress you can, you can make. Um, I, like I said, I picked up sailing uh, four or five years ago, and I was surprised at how much I could learn over the course of a month or so, um, considering that on day one, you uh, everything sounds completely Greek to you, and it seems like you'll never have a grasp on all that stuff. So 
Um, so those are those are all good ones. Um, maybe running a marathon or, or training for some sort of a a uh, a distance event that you've never done before, or that could be a good one as well. And uh, yeah, I think that that's a, a great one and a, and a really cool way to wrap up. Um, well, I really appreciate you spending the time uh, to be on the podcast. Where can uh, people find out more about what you're working on? So um, the the blog that we've been talking about, Expert Enough, is is over at expertenough.com. And like I said, um, you know, we have our own thoughts about what it means to be expert enough. Uh, obviously, we have a, a, an interest in gaining lots of things and the concept of being sort of a renaissance man. But also, we want that site to be really a conversation about expertise, about gaining new skills, and about, uh, like we were talking about earlier, rapidly gaining new skills. Um, so join the conversation over there if this is interesting. Great. Well, thanks again. Yeah, absolutely. Thanks so much for having me on, Ari.